TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Wiggins, America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins, America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. Hey, this is Wiggins America. This is going to be a really, really good and full show this week. And if it's not, do not take it up with Odyssey. I would prefer that you just talk to me, maybe tell me how bad it is. Don't go to my bosses. But that said, I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, We've got old Roy coming in in this hour. We've got Trisha coming in this hour, actually, in the next segment. Got a few things I want to talk to her about. Some show suggestions. I don't know if you like my show suggestions, movie suggestions, but I'm going to give them to you anyway because whenever I hear them, I appreciate them. So, hey, if these are easy to find, then I think you should watch these things. That's coming up in the next segment. Jonathan Honig from Capitalist Pig coming in in the next hour. Uh, Looking forward to asking him not just questions about inflation data and this and that because he could really go in. He's a smart guy. But I want to ask him things like, Should any of us be worried about losing our jobs in the next year? That's the kind of stuff that I want to know. And he can break down all the data and then say yes or no. We'll find that out. I've had a few family members who are in that situation. That's not necessarily that they've been cut yet, but they're looking around going, "Uh uh-oh. So I think that's kind of starting. I don't want to use the R word, but recession could be around the corner. And going into a presidential election year, that's going to be really funky. So, before we get to all of that for the rest of the show, I've got for you a tale from the dark side. There is, unseen by most, an underworld. A place that is just as real, but not as brightly lit. A dark side. I'm reading this from uh, Microsoft Insider Paper. It says... That Chinese-backed hackers seeking intelligence information breached the email accounts of a number of U.S. government agencies. This is coming from Microsoft. It says, quote, The threat actor Microsoft links to the incident is an adversary based in China that Microsoft calls Storm 0558. 
Microsoft said Storm 0558 gained access to email accounts at approximately 25 organizations, including government agencies. Microsoft did not identify the targets, but a U.S. State Department spokesperson said the department had detected anomalous activity and had taken immediate steps to secure their systems. Quote, as a matter of fact, or as a matter of cybersecurity policy, we do not discuss details of our response and the incident remains under investigation. According to the Washington Post, the breached email accounts were unclassified and, quote, Pentagon intelligence community and military email accounts did not appear to be affected. However, they are targeting federal agencies. China is targeting federal agencies. This is proof of that. We hear about this stuff all the time, although we don't hear about it enough. Um, then they're not really giving us much detail. In the blog post, a Microsoft executive said, quote, we assess this adversary is focused on espionage, such as gaining access to email systems for intelligence collection, unquote. Uh, He goes on to talk about how all of this is espionage related. Now, the reason that I bring this up, because all of this espionage is going on all the time, and it's mostly unreported, but there is a lot of foreign intelligence gathering through hacking that's going on for our government agencies. We're probably doing it to other governments as well, and nobody's really talking about it. And the reason that I bring this up, ultimately, the big reason is simply this. You worried about a president having boxes in his estate? If you're genuinely concerned about national security, which I don't know that many people are. I think whenever you start saying things about national security and data collection, most people are glazed over unless there's politics involved, unless my guy or my girl is being affected, then it becomes a thing. With Hillary, their defense was always, oh, here we go with the emails again. And the whole time, the reason that we're talking about it is simply because it's Hillary. Did you really care about national security in that? I don't know. Maybe you did. I know that when I was talking about it, I was talking about it because I thought this is Hillary Clinton. She's being irresponsible. And actually, more so, she's not getting what she deserves. If there is law applied equally, then she would be getting XYZ. And she didn't. She got off. That said, when people talk about Trump and the documents, they're really doing so because they hate Trump. They don't care about national security. If you really cared, if if your sole focus was national security, you would be focused on this stuff, the stuff that I just read to you, and be concerned about it. You'd be reading up on how often we're hacked, what agencies are hacked, what are they finding out. You're not going to find out exactly what they're finding. That's the whole point. But you would at least know what's being done and who's acting in these spheres. But... Nobody really cares because nobody actually cares about the national security angle. That's my whole point. And by the way, to end on this before we get to Tricia, Donald Trump was president of the United States. When Joe Biden was doing it, he was vice president. When Hillary Clinton was doing it, she was secretary of state. Those are high-level positions, but they're not president. The president should be able to have anything he wants. And you know what? He always has been able to up until now because it's Donald Trump. 
She's just as bored as me. She called me off my guard. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Visiting is pretty. Visiting is good. Seems that all they ever wanted was a brother. This could be a Guess who is joining the show? It is Trisha. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor and a privilege. <laughs> We're going to have Zipper Zeppa on the show next Zipper week. Zeppa. And you reminded me of that because he is actually that genuinely thankful yeah, to be on the show. He's actually somebody that has a name, a yes. really great name. Yep. And is a is a guest, a noteworthy guest. Yeah, I'm just like a guy that hangs out in the hall, and <laughs> you're like, "Come on in." Well, it's it's just funny because you sarcastically go, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here." <laughs> and he genuinely says that to me at text. I appreciate the offer. Yeah. I would Zip's love a true to. Pro. He is a, a, the super. He, mm-hmm. he actually, I remember meeting him when I was still working at Joy FM. Actually, I had just left Joy FM, and it was some random networking event among media professionals where I, me and somebody were supposed to speak and it <laughs> zip was in the audience. And I'm like, that guy's a bigger star than anybody up here. And he was just the nicest guy. Couldn't be an, yeah. I mean, genuinely Very nice, nice guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Mark Cox gave me his contact because he has a connection to uh, sound of freedom and I just want to talk about yep. the movie business, Super talk about cool that project one in particular, and cool just guy. the other stuff yep. that they help and make. And you know you've made it because you have Zipper Zeppa's cell phone. Exactly. Number. Yeah. Okay, what like am I doing here? Pretty big shot. Um, yeah, after that nice intro for Zipper Zeppa, <laughs> who is not on the show this week. <laughs> Tune in next week. All right. Still just me. I, An uh, honor and a privilege. I wanted to bring up an article and then you know spin into something else off of it but how many streaming services do you pay for every month 
Patricia. How many streaming services do I have and do I pay for? Those are two different questions you ask me pay for. Pay I for. I pay for two. Do you know which ones offhand? Paramount and Netflix are my responsibility. Okay. Because I've got both of those two. Paramount and Netflix. Netflix, I don't have any deals on. But Paramount and Peacock, I both bought like Black Friday deals in November mm-hmm. for a year. It was like two bucks a month or something crazy. I may have Peacock. I may have the same deal. I do think we watch Peacock. I just don't know whose account it is. Okay. And Disney is the other one that we buy just because of the kids have stuff on there that they watch. I don't really have much on there. I'm not like a Star Wars guy. Marvel's okay. But I wouldn't subscribe to it if I didn't have kids. No, I used to have somebody's password. They changed it. So Yeah, they're cracking down on that across the board. No, my friends just changed it. Won't give it back. <laughs> it says most people are wasting their money for streamers that they don't watch. But I don't think you and I are in that camp. I'm, used... I'm pretty diligent about it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, new research takes a look and finds Disney Plus has a lot of subscribers that don't watch Disney Plus. That one actually, to me, is the one that I would like to get rid of the most because it's so random that we watch stuff on there. But the you kids have kiddos. Are, but yeah, it's like it's a catch-all for if they want to watch something. Usually, there's something on there. Usually, they're older stuff actually that they want to watch. Uh, more than 29 percent of those surveyed admit that they haven't watched anything on that network in the last 30 days, which doesn't surprise me because there just hasn't been anything on there recently. Uh, but Amazon Prime and Netflix are next each at 22% not being watched by people who subscribe to them. I I take issue with the Prime thing. So the Disney thing, I get it. I think a lot of people probably got looped into a Hulu Disney bundle, Mm -hmm. which is a super common bundle. Even your cell phone provider gives it to you for a year or whatever. Adults just don't really watch Disney Plus that much. The Prime thing, I have Prime as well. I technically pay for Prime, but I would pay for Prime even if there wasn't a streaming service because it's my Prime account. Yep. It's my Amazon Prime account. It's how I order things. It saves on. I get discounts for I find th- that them bringing not, me things to my house. Well, I, totally understandable. I, I find that not subscribing to Prime actually helps me with waiting to buy things because I'll wait till I get to that $25, $30 mark on stuff before the shipping is free. And so I kind of, I don't buy stuff on a whim as much. Mm-hmm. And I think it saves me money. And then I also do the free 30 days once a year. And I pretty much just binge everything they've made in the last year. And we're good to go. I literally haven't watched my Prime subscription. And yeah. I went to it the other day and I thought, oh, there's some kind of decent looking stuff on here. No, I don't I don't watch it. But I do listen to Amazon Music, which is included in my oh, Prime subscription. And... I do order things from Amazon. So I, a couple weeks ago on the show, suggested, I was in my 30 days free, and I suggested a show called Utopia Mm -hmm. on Prime. Have you seen that one? Okay. I completely forgot we had that conversation. I told Brad from the Annie Fry Show to watch that. He said he watched three episodes and quit. (laughs) (laughs) And no, thank uh, you. That was a big no for him, but it's it's about a pandemic which was super interesting, came out in 2020. There's a disclaimer in front of it saying, we didn't really know anything. Don't take this for fact. So that part of it alone is interesting. But I also thought the show was really fun. But I just figured I'd ask what you're watching right now because we were talking about I think you should leave. Both of us, it's a Netflix show, comedy show. Mm -hmm. It's really funny at times. In fact, at times... What's the guy's name in it? Tim, Tim Robinson. Tim Robinson. I think you should leave just in case you want to hear what we're, we're talking about and go check it out. Um, three seasons now of that show, if you've missed it. So you're going to find some stuff in there 
that will absolutely kill you. One thing. There's one thing in that whole season. But the third season, you and I both were like, you know what? It just didn't hit as hard. Mm-hmm. And both of us love the zipline scene. We will Leave it not at that. say much more than yep. that. Yep. There is one skit in there. They're only like 16-minute episodes. Yeah, they're not long. You can burn through a Man, season pretty a quickly. Gig. what That guy makes basically an hour of content per year. Yeah. And he is being paid very well. I mean, once you have a successful, successful show, you're going to get paid no matter what it is. But an hour a year of comedy? Man. Living the dream. No kidding. It's yeah. not even expensive stuff to make. It's like small set stuff. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway, um, what else are you watching? I'm watching Claim to Fame. Have you heard of it? Nope. Okay. You can watch this on Hulu. I have no idea what network it's on. I wish I had more information going into this, but the premise is the Jonas Brothers, but the ones nobody knows about, Frankie Jonas wasn't in the band. Bonus and actually, Jonas. The Bonus Jonas. And Kevin's in this season, too. They host this show and they put a bunch of people in a house and it's a big game to figure out who's who. It's almost like kind of like Clue, like it's a mystery, who's who. And they're all related to people that are super famous. <laughs> so <laughs> they're all famous adjacent. Do, do you as the audience know who's who? No. So you're tra- figuring it out along with them? The season they gave you a couple of them at the beginning. This season they haven't given you any. So yeah, you're playing the clues. You're like, that person looks like this person. Oh, that person can sing. Oh, that person can run fast. Oh, that person can... <laughs> Who could their celebrity relative be? And they've got some big name celebrity relatives. So it's not like you're going to find out, oh, this guy is related to Michael Johnson, the runner from the 1990s. No. It's it's people you're Decent, definitely yeah. going to know. The first season, there were a couple big ones. This one, so far, they've all been real famous. Man. Mm-hmm. I It's a fun show. I hate reality shows. I do too. Even though that's what I have produced in part. You might like this because they'll get a clue about one of the contestants. Like one of the things is if you win immunity, you get to pick a clue. And it's f- phrased in the form of a riddle. Like okay. it's little pictures uh-huh. and you're kind of, dis- you're ciphering it with them. And it's fun. That that sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, what what was it you? called again? Claim to fame. Claim to fame. Okay. I don't have Hulu right now, so I'll have to store it up for when I do my free trial or whatever. Yeah, your month. Yeah. Um, my suggestion before we get to the end of the segment is From. It is a show that is on Amazon Prime. The first season is on Amazon Prime. I have that. And it's interesting. The writing is trite, but the plot is super cool. Real briefly, it's about a family that is on a road trip, and they go, they, they're in a small town, and they can't get out. And it's okay. not that the the townspeople are weird hicks that are holding them hostage because that's what you would mm-hmm. expect. It is that literally they cannot get out of the town. If they drive out one They're direction, back in it. come yep. back in the other yep. direction, and every single person in that town is also trapped there and has experienced the same thing. And they're trying to figure out, are we dead? Mm-hmm. Where are we? And there's little clues that they give along the way. I think one of them is that they all thought they were in a different part of the country when they arrived. So one was like, well, we were traveling in Pennsylvania. Now I'm here. And the other one's like, well, we were in Nevada. Mm -hmm. So there's all this stuff. Season two is out. We're catching back up with season one because my wife hasn't seen it. I have. And so I want to catch her up before we move into season two. But I've heard bad things. Okay. Well, don't go any further. I'm interested. This sounds. Did you watch Wayward Pines? Yes. Okay. That yeah. was a similar premise at the beginning. Yep. There's a Twilight Zone episode with a similar premise. This this, this sci-fi premise has been done in a bunch of different ways. Totally. I like it. It's one though. of my favorite premises. Cool. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And while we're at it, since you mentioned Twilight Zone, <laughs> not Twilight, uh, the last 
I, now I recommended this probably a year ago, but it was harder to find then. Now it's on Netflix, and it's one of the top suggestions. It's called Vivarium. Have Ooh, you seen this? I've seen it. Yep. You have seen it. Very similar. Right? Premise. Yep. Crazy. D- different. There's a twist on that, v- but yeah, very much. they're very much stuck in a place. Trapped in a town. Yep. Great premise. You mm-hmm. make me 40 TV shows or movies about trapped in a town. Yep. I'm watching 40 of them. They're always I'm with good. You. They're good. Yeah. So check out Vivarium, and if you want to check out From, it's a little harder to get, but you know it is out there. All right, we'll take a short break and be right back with more Wings of America. study up on Fox News right now. Fox News is always on a TV. Actually, there's lots of TVs always on in the studio. With various news channels, and we can flip them around, Fox News right now reporting on how badly students are still lagging behind after the pandemic. There's been a lot of focus on Fauci over the last couple weeks. I'm not sure why he's in the news. I guess he's retiring, but I thought he'd been retiring for six to nine months now. I don't know. Uh, But students lagging behind, man. That is a huge problem, and I don't know how to fix it. You know, I talk about school choice as being the solution to a lot of things, but that's long-term. We're talking about an entire generation of kids that the bar is – that's the problem. The bar just keeps getting lowered and lowered and lowered. So standardized testing that used to be where you had to achieve a certain percentage in math, certain percentage in English, certain percentage in science, all those things – you still have to achieve those things, but it's like the bar for what you know what a sixth grader would be doing twenty years ago is now what a eighth grader is doing. You know, like it's 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 the same stuff. It's just they're they're further behind, and you always compare us to the rest of the world, and and that's fine. I think that that's okay to do, but we're. Uh, we're lagging behind, and the the thing about the pandemic is that it has lagged everybody behind. So it's not just America. I guess that's in that sense it's good, but you don't want to reduce kids to nothing. I mean, their attention spans. My wife's a teacher, so it's not just that I'm hearing this from her or her school, but she's in a lot of circles and talks to a lot of other teachers because she's in this Facebook group and. You know, at our Bible study, she talks to a couple other people who are teachers and, you know, she just networks with people in the industry. Just like if I were somewhere and somebody else from radio come up to me and said, hey, I know you're on 97. Oh, hey, I know you're on KC or whatever. So we would talk. So she does that with teachers. It is across the board. It is not just at any particular school, at any particular level. She says that what everybody agrees on is that the attention spans of kids is just gone. And part of that's got to be screens. You know, having learned through a screen for so long, there's no real human interaction. I mean, it's it's interaction, but it's not in-person human interaction. And it's just different in person. It just is. Uh, I like the whole hybrid work system thing because I think going fully to remote work kind of hurt people's 
emotions, really. I mean, I think depression rose because of that. But I do think that there is a sense in which we had the technology to get to where we're at now. And I like that you can do a lot more things from home or from afar than you could before. I just think that meeting people in person is still important. So I prefer the hybrid model. We can't really do that in radio. Um, We did it for a year and it was clunky. It worked, but it's just better when we're all in person. Speaking of which, Old Roy is going to be in studio in uh, the next segment. There is a story I wanted to get to here before that, though. I just started talking about that Fox News thing because it was up. Um, The results of the latest polling of the ongoing race for U.S. Senate in California getting a little tighter than they thought. Now, this is a strange story because it's not just Republican-Democrat. As you may know, California has what's called a jungle primary. That means that they they are beholden to no party. So you can be of the Green Party or of the make-up-your-own-party As long as you're one of the top two candidates, you're going to the general. And really, that's it. So you have to be one of those top two, otherwise you're not going to win. That's pretty common. But California has adopted this kind of weird philosophy that it should be open. I mean, it's very California, right? It's kind of hippie. It should be not beholden to parties, and it's it's, it's very traditional liberal. I kind of like it. However, we'll get into why it doesn't always work in a second. The story that I'm bringing to you right now is that Dianne Feinstein, since she is retiring, you have several Congress people who are Democrats in California running for that seat. <clears throat> the most famous of them, Adam Schiff from Burbank. Then Katie Porter, you might have seen her. If you see her, you'd probably know her. We're in the Midwest. We don't see a lot of Katie Porter, but she's fairly famous too. And then Barbara Lee of Oakland, I don't know much about her. So those are the three main candidates right now. Here's what's interesting about this, though. From the latest Berkeley IGS poll, one Republican has now stepped into this race. A lot of times, because it's a jungle primary, a Republican doesn't even step into these races, these statewide races, because they know they have no chance. They're probably not going to get a lot of money, and they just don't do anything about it. Sometimes you have a rich person who funds themselves. Eric Early is this guy's name. He is now in the lead in these polls against all the Democrats. Now realize it's because they're splitting up their vote. If you put them all together in a in a general, they're going to beat him. But here is the results of that poll right now, and I'll tell you why this is significant. Eric Early is winning with 19%. Not a ton, but it's 19%. 18 for Katie Porter, 14 for Adam Schiff, 9 for Barbara Lee. Okay, so you look at that and you go, well, if even if Eric Early does make it into the general election, he's one of the top two, then he's going to face one of those other ones. Right now it would be Katie Porter. And then lose because there's more Democrats than Republicans. Okay, well, that's probably true. But here's the deal. You have one more conservative that is likely going to get into this race as a Republican. His name is Steve Garvey. You might recognize his name. He's a former baseball player. He has been a Republican, outspoken Republican for a long time. Now, if you have Early, who might fund his own campaign, and Steve Garvey, who is a fairly well-known name, running as the only two Republicans, and, and this would also have to happen, you have one or two more big Democrat names get in that race, you could feasibly have the Democrat vote so diluted by the time they do the primary that those two Republicans 
Eric Early and Steve Garvey might actually be the top two vote getters in the jungle primary and be the only two candidates to vote for for the U.S. Senate seat in 2024. Two Republicans in California. Now, is that likely? No. What's likely is that the Democrat machine is going to step in and say, you know what, we can't let this happen, because they can see the writing on the wall, just like we're talking about right now. And they'd say, you know what, we, we need to throw our support behind one, maybe two of the Democrat candidates and get everybody else out and do whatever string pulling they do behind the scenes to get these people out of the race. Doesn't mean it'll happen, but that's probably what they'll do. I just point out that it's very interesting that it's possible in this system, that two Republicans could be your only choice for U.S. Senate in California. Now, put, a, put aside the likelihood of that and consider the larger implications for what jungle primaries do. Jungle primaries are things that they try to push in different states for political reasons. California has already done it, and you can see how it can be abused. There's not a majority of Republicans in California, yet that system could be manipulated. That system was manipulated in Alaska, if you recall. You had overall Republicans getting more votes for, I think it was their House seat in 2022. Sarah Palin and somebody else were running. Yet the Democrat won because she got the most votes total against the other two Republicans. And it's a little bit different in their states, different in every state the way they set it up. But when you hear, big thesis here, when you hear somebody come to you in Missouri, because I'm throwing Illinois out, Illinois, whatever. In Missouri, though, this does get kicked around. It's not topic du jour right now, but at some point it will be. Uh, Between now and 2024, somebody will probably say, let's put this on the ballot. Let's do jungle primaries, and they'll call them different things. Ranked choice is another name for them, things like that. And they're they're all similar, different but similar. The whole point of doing something like like ranked choice in Missouri would be to create a system that could be abused by Democrats in a Republican-controlled state. So don't fall for it. California's got to deal with it now. Alaska's got to deal with it. That's a Republican state in Alaska. It's a Democrat state in in California. And sometimes weird things happen with these primaries that don't reflect the majority. Don't let Missouri do it. If you see ranked choice or something similar on a ballot, I'm just telling you ahead of time, it's something pushed by Democrats in Missouri to try to exploit that system because they don't like the way it is right now. All right, let's take a quick break. Guess who's coming in next? It's Old Roy. It's your very favorite Old Roy. Of all the Old Roys you know, he's the best one. He'll be in studio. Can you believe it? Diapers, babies, because Wiggy's wings ride dirty.
original, never a repeat. Always original, never a repeat. Wiggins America. Every 20 seconds you repeat her name. When it comes to me, you don't care. Old Roy in the studio, as usual. As the huge. What's up, old? <laughs> <laughs> Not much. I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> good. Um, thanks for being here this weekend, as usual. Um, I, I have a couple of bigger questions that I want to ask you, just because we tend to do that. Um, but I'll start with this. With RFK Jr., mm-hmm. the dude is definitely making waves in just the political world. Do you think he has any chance of garnering delegates in the Democrat primaries? Uh, yes, not enough to make a difference, but it, it's enough to <clears throat> to be a, a thorn in the side. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the, the lady on uh, CNN a couple of days ago saying they're not going to allow, Democrat National Committee is not going to allow people to uh, debate Biden. Yeah, for the primary. No, that's that's a fact. <clears throat> it wasn't just CNN. If, if if by the way, if it wasn't Christian Amanpour on <laughs> CNN, then I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know any of those people. I don't either. But um, it, it it seems to me that there are people more the traditional liberals who aren't quite on board with the progressive extreme left that would would break off would splinter off and in certain areas he might you know new england area he might be able to peel off a few but i think the the bigger issue is um they just don't i think i don't think the democrats want him Anywhere near Biden because yeah. it's just going to make Biden look worse. I mean, he can destroy anybody in debates on the topics that he's pretty familiar with, which seems pretty vast. I mean, I mm-hmm. I thought maybe he was just kind of an environmentalist and you know a vaccine right. you know knowledge at least in that realm kind of guy knew a lot about the FDA and CDC and stuff like that. Uh, he he's debating stuff that I didn't even know. We should be debating, you know. I mean, he's talking about financial systems. He's talking about Bitcoin. He's talking about some stuff that I'm like, dude. Yeah. Let's let's have you yeah. on the national stage. He's he's got some some ideas that that aren't going to sit well with conservatives, but he's actually yeah. gotten quite a few people going, huh? What's this guy got to say? Because yeah. Some of the I saw a clip he he did an interview uh recently some podcast or something and they were they were teeing him up trying to get him to go full it was news Democrat. nation with Elizabeth Vargas I think when he was, was doing it? that kind of town hall kind of thing No 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 this was uh he was like in a sweatshirt oh doing okay. a podcast thing with somebody and they were asking him well are you going to are you going to mandate this are you going to cancel that are you but and all of his answers were were basically I don't that's not really my place to tell even things that he's strongly against like are you going to uh, to 
make these vaccine things illegal or something. It's like, no, that's not yeah. the role. And there was one thing in, in particular that he said, well, if if you get a bipartisan Congress that brings something to my table, I'll sign it. But it's not the president's job to willy-nilly throw out these these edicts. Man, he, he's got such a good understanding of government, too. Yeah. Um, every, I'd say two cycles, like every eight years, roughly, a, a candidate comes along who usually doesn't win, mm-hmm. but who is out of left field and makes, I, I don't know, shifts the paradigm a bit. You could maybe even say every four years, roughly, although 2020 didn't really have anybody like right. that. But in, I'm thinking back to Ron Paul. I mean, the dude didn't win, I don't think, even a delegate. Right. But he did shift everybody's eyes a little bit to things that we weren't paying attention to in really good ways. Then you had Bernie Sanders come along, and he was like, what the heck is this guy doing? He's full on just a social. I mean, he's just saying he's a socialist now. Yeah. I mean, that changed things for Democrats quite a bit. Trump, obviously, and he's the one you could say is the biggest one because he won, yeah. whereas the rest of these people didn't. And now I think RFK is doing that within the Democrat Party, certainly. But I, I think big question that I wanted to ask you in this segment is, because you've read his book, and one of the reasons I always bring up RFK with you is because, A, I think he's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And two, you've read The Real Dr. Anthony Fauci by RFK. Yeah. We had the publisher on. You and I, it's one of the rare interviews we've done together mm-hmm. where we talked to that publisher, and that was a long interview, really good stuff. But <clears throat> is there a situation in which... Because knowing that he is still pretty far left on certain things, kind of like um, Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. You know, where she's, and this is where I've drawn the line. I'll try to come back to this point and not get too far away from it. But we're getting to a point, I think, in politics where it's not really red blue so much as it is machine and outsider. Right. You are, and, and that's what's weird about RFK is the dude is a Kennedy. Yeah. I mean, you can't get much more machine than him, and he is way outside the machine. Yeah, he is willing to criticize it from within it, which is really rare to find. And because you have a guy like Trump who was wealthy, so he knew these people, but he wasn't in the machine. Yeah, he was an outsider, and he stepped into it. RFK is in it, and he is basically like clawing his way out, and the whole time leaving people in his wake. And that's why he's interesting. Tulsi Gabbard's similar. And then you have people that seem a little bit more like like traditional conservative, but I can't tell whether they're like, look, this whole system's corrupt. We got to have major changes. Yeah. If you had somebody like Nikki Haley versus on the Republican side versus RFK Jr. on the Democrat side, let's say those two people ended up the candidates. Are you voting Democrat, Roy? Wow. <clears throat> Put me on the spot there. Uh-huh. This is where I wanted to get. You know, at, at this moment, I would lean RFK only because I think he would, it would be a step towards defeating the current iteration of the Democratic Party mm-hmm. and bringing it back. Isn't this weird that we could sit here and talk about, oh, the good old days, the the... The Clinton Democrat days, yeah, you know, minus the rape and murder, <laughs> yeah, you know, just, just the the where you had Democrats who, yes, I disagreed with them on policy and certain things, but they were reasonable people compared to what we have now. 
You mean like people who might consider having a southern border versus not having one yes, at all. Right. Yeah. So in 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 that sense, more of the same a uh, uh, Nikki Haley would be zero change. Yeah, it'd be it'd anything. be the pendulum would move, uh, would move right just like it swings back and forth a little bit, but the whole time the fulcrum of the pendulum is moving left. Yes. So a uh, a rightward shift is what a Democrat used to be, where because right. the, the whole thing's moving leftward, right? I yeah, I I thought it was just an interesting interesting thought experiment because with those two, what I would need from RFK because I think what would happen is he would get to that level and then conservatives would start looking at some of the things he does believe and he mm-hmm. wouldn't back down from them and saying, um, you don't want this as your president though, and I would go, no, I actually don't want that, but there are things that he would do. As long as he committed to gutting things like the FDA, which he knows a lot about, the CDC, the NIH, and then the law enforcement agencies and the IRS, I mean, if he was like, here's what I will actually do as president, because right now he's speaking mostly ideologically. If he's the nominee and he had to get specific and he was able to say that stuff, I'd vote for him in a heartbeat. He's starting to say it now. People are pushing him on it. And and he's... (laughs) He's starting to overcome, I think, for some people. I think there's a lot of people on the right who just dismiss because they think he's an anti-vax kook. But he's not. He never has been. If you actually listen to what he says, you can still disagree with some of his more liberal policies. Yeah. But his general approach to things is constitutionally based. And it, it he there are things... He's one of these guys that let's not fundamentally change the country like obama wanted to do it's it's let's keep the country functioning and stable and then we'll we'll debate the issues yeah and that's that's uh that's unique in these this day and age and i think could be if if that's our choice if that's the kind of choice we're facing It'd certainly be worth considering. Uh, I'll end this segment on this. I don't know that we'd ever see a Nikki Haley again in the Mm -hmm. Republicans' side. I think you're going to have to, from now on, you're going to see very anti-establishment Republicans, which is why Trump and DeSantis really are the the two choices this Mm -hmm. year. I mean, I like a Tim Scott. I don't have any problems with somebody like that. But you got to put your thumb right on the pulse right now. And the pulse of primary voters is... Who's going to go in and absolutely start breaking the China in the closet? Mm-hmm. Because if if you're not willing to be a bull in a China shop right now, you're not going to get your your base at all. Right. And so for for now until I can see out further far enough, you're not going to have a Nikki Haley right. in the, on the Republican side. So it's a little bit of a goofy argument to come up with, but. Right. I still think it proves a good point. All right, let's take a break. Uh, Old Roy is here. We are, too. Thanks for being here this weekend. We'll be right back. platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports clock at four Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.